October 27th, 2017. Welcome to Hanson Nightmares. This tale comes from Chris from Mbobtastic.com. I joined HansonNet in July 2000, and within a few months had made friends with Amy from Alberta, Canada. We were a little closer in age than me and many of my Hanson friends, and we talked about Hanson online, late into the strange space existing between time zones across continents. We both longed to see Hanson live and maybe tour together someday. In 2001, I traveled to Calgary, and we holidayed in the Icefield Parkway, traveling from Calgary up to Banff and back. The second week we spent in her hometown, near the U.S. border, at Waterton Lakes National Park. Our day began with a horse riding trip through the woods near the lake. After maybe 30 minutes of plodding gently around the lake, the group of horses and riders stopped by the water's edge. Suddenly, a few of the horses began to grumble and skip around in the water as if something wasn't quite right. As I turned my horse around, I saw the horses by the side of me rise up and throw their riders off. It was like watching dominoes tumble. My horse took his turn and I fell, disturbing Amy's horse, which threw her as well. As I hit the ground, I saw the body of Amy's horse coming towards me, and as it fell full force on top of me, my rational thoughts stopped and adrenaline took over. Her horse scrambled up and by the grace of God, so did I. Amy was unhurt, but I had a concussion and my head was bleeding from the back. Another rider was completely out and his predicament seemed much more serious. I sat on the beach, nursing my head, feeling confused. A second riding party came past us, and they were sent off to get help. After some time, the man who seemed dead got up, and he and his wife, as well as Amy and I, stayed at the lake while the other riders returned to the stables to chase up the help. As we sat around, we saw a rustling in the woods, and my first thought was, a bear. Amy said that it was probably a moose, which didn't exactly make me feel better. As we stood around in confusion, we saw a bear stroll out of the trees. I ran and hid under a bush. As I looked at the lake, I told myself it was a beautiful place to die, if indeed it was to be the place of my demise. I prayed for my son and husband, thought, bloody Hanson, and looked at the canoes at the water's edge, half wondering if I could hide under one. In my musings, I missed someone else's efforts to scare off the bear, which then wandered back into the woods. We walked away from the lake, moving as quickly as we could. As we entered the woods, a car from the stables arrived to collect us, and we were rescued. After getting to the hospital, I had a tetanus shot and seven stitches in the back of my head. That night, Amy had to wake me up at intervals to see if I was lucid and check on the state of the concussion. I was black and blue with bruises for weeks. A few days before this event, I had bought a thick felt black cowboy hat. I was wearing it at the time. I swear that it and the Lord saved my life. Amy and I completed our holiday and stayed great friends for many years. 
She is no longer an active Hanson fan, but she sold me her precious original Mbop tape several years ago. If not for Hanson, I would never have met my wonderful friend Amy, traveled to Canada, and I certainly would never have had such a crazy, beautiful, perilous, and risky moment. Every now and again, I find the scar on the back of my head, and I thank God for it all. The pleasure and the pain. Welcome back, Miss Brandy Simmons. What terrible tale do you have for us that would not have happened if Hanson did not exist? It wasn't a tour. It was D-Fest 2005. I, uh, me and my band were playing... Um, one of the days, I can't remember. And then the next day, Hanson showed up. This was in Tulsa. And they they showed up just to hang out. And people were like, oh my god, Hanson's here. They're going to play a secret show. And I didn't see Hanson for a while. I just knew people were spotting them. Um, but I went into one of the venues to watch Xanadu, I think. And uh, I was standing there kind of in the back. And uh, I can't even remember the name of the venue. But um, it's huge man got in front of me and I'm just I'm getting so angry it was their dad and I was like looking at my friend and I didn't know it was their dad and I'm sitting there like motioning at him and yelling to my friend because obviously Xanadu's playing and it's very loud and um, I'm just angrily pointing at him and my friend's like I don't know what to do and um I look to my left, and Zach is standing next to me, staring at me through this whole thing. And so I stop, motioning toward his father, who's right in front of me. And I, uh, I got to stand the whole time next to him. Of course, he probably didn't think I was a fan. He thought I was a, just a jerk, and <laughs> a jerk at the D-Fest. And so then we went outside, and he was standing in front of after you know, Xanadu finished, we all went outside and Zach was standing there and I thought, oh my god, I've never met them before. Here's my chance. And at that point, how many years? It was eight years. And I'd never been, um, I don't, my first show was in 2004, so I'd only been to one show and I'd never met them. And so there's Zach standing in front of me and I was hoping he hadn't actually known that I was yelling about his dad. So I went up to him and um, I'm all excited because I'm thinking they're playing a secret show the next day and, and I go up and I'm like, so um, are you guys really playing a uh, secret show tomorrow? And he looks up at me with just such a look of disdain and, and hatred and his wife, well she wasn't his wife at the time, but she's standing there as well and they're just both standing there staring at me and he goes, if we were playing a show you would know it. And I was like... Oh man, I feel like a worm. But I didn't give up. I still wanted to, to get my moment. So um, I wasn't flirting with him. I wasn't doing anything. I was being very pleasant. I asked him another question, and I can't remember what it was, but he was so mean to me. And then he rolled his eyes. I asked him if he was going to um, watch another band or something. 
and it was a band that they were known to like. I think it was their friends that they were playing that night, and um, I said that I was going to watch them, and he goes, good luck. And then, uh, and then he walked away, and I wanted to crawl in a hole. And after that, I did not stay a Hanson fan for quite a few years. It was, it was years, I think five years, before I even considered going anywhere near them again. Um, but, you know, the next time that I saw him, and then a few times after, he did make up for it. But it was awful, and it took me a while to get over it. But I got over it. Greetings, Heather Walker. What can you tell us from your Hanson past? I had just had my best Hanson experience, the best Hanson show ever in Chicago, um, and then we mistakenly decided to drive nine hours overnight to Kansas, which was the next show we were planning on going to. Um, well, first we got locked out of Morgan's car the second we got there. Then um, it was just really freezing, but then I, I won a Hanson shirt in this little trivia game, so that was cool. But then it gets like a little closer to showtime. Just remember, we just drove nine hours overnight, and so we got there around nine o'clock that morning and had been waiting all day. This one skank just rolls up at like noon and decides to get in front of me, which I'm like one of the first, what, eight people in line? And I didn't say anything at first because I thought maybe she would like go to the back when it came closer to time for doors, but she never did, so I just mentioned something to the security guard. I was like, hey, this girl just like cut everybody, and so he pulled her aside, he talked to her. Well, of course she starts crying and said that she'd been there all day, like whatever, you hadn't, anyway. Um, and then they, instead of just letting her stay in line or even kicking her to the back of the line, they let her go inside before the meet and greeters and that just pissed me off even more obviously and apparently during this time she had told the security guards that I spit on her which I would never do like especially to somebody as meaningless as her. Time goes by we're inside the venue at this point. I may or may not have yelled that the only reason she got to go in was because she the security guards which pissed him off so he starts like dragging me out of the venue by my arm but then we reached the sound booth that had a little barricade around it so I just locked my arm around the barricade and I was like I'm not leaving because I know if I leave this room you're not gonna let me back in he was like you're coming with me and I was like obviously not because my arms locked around this barricade ultimately I didn't end up getting kicked out but I came close and it was really because I was tired This story comes to us from a newcomer. Let's see what Kelly Davis has to share. I flew from New York City to Tulsa for Hanson Day for the first time in 2014. I was traveling solo and connecting through Dallas. Shortly after takeoff, one of the plane's engines caught fire and failed. There was a loud bang on one side, followed by a hard jolt, and the woman in the middle seat of my row took my hand and that of the passenger on the other side 
and declared, Y'all, I'm going to pray. Holding the stranger's hand, I realized if this plane goes down, I will be remembered forever by those who knew me as the girl who died in a plane crash on her way to see Hansen. Fortunately, commercial jets have more than one engine. The pilot turned us around and landed us safely back on the runway at DFW. American Airlines found us a working plane and offered each passenger a $100 voucher for our troubles. Come in, Morgan Kavanaugh, and tell us your horrifying tale. Much of a nightmare occurred when I was 15 years old. Something that happened to me and my friend Trish on the Walk Around the World tour. We were going to go to about nine shows in a row, and the third show we were going to go to was the Minneapolis show. And so we had just driven from St. Louis to Kansas City, and then we were going to Minneapolis, and her car started to act funny. And so she was saying to me, I really think we should take this in and go see something. And we find a Saturn dealership somewhere on the outskirts of St. Paul, and we go there. And essentially, the guy tells us, uh, your engine is completely f***ed, so you're going to have to get a completely new engine. And... It's going to take about two weeks for it to come in and all this stuff. So basically the show was in five hours and we were just like, uh, we're supposed to go to the show in Milwaukee tomorrow, so we don't really know what we're supposed to do. We're all crying and whatnot. And we just leave the car there, don't know what to do. She calls her mom or her husband or whoever to figure out what to do. And we go eat at this restaurant for breakfast food and we go back over there. And the guys, the guys tell her that they're actually going to put her new engine under warranty so she, we will not have to pay for it. Uh, maybe she had to pay something, I don't remember. We won't have to pay for it and we can continue to go on our way. The guys did actually bring us to the walk and everything and then brought us back to pick up the car after the walk. And so that was actually a relief at the end, but it was just kind of screwed up that we thought we were gonna be stranded there for weeks. Welcoming back Holly Freeze, who sent in this tale. Camping for a show always has its interesting moments, but camping in New Orleans has its own special flavor. My friends and I chose to camp there this tour, so we could be up front with our friend who had a meet and greet. The first problem we encountered was there was a colony of about 40,000 ants taking over the sidewalk near where we were trying to sleep. It definitely left us feeling like our skin was crawling. We were lying there trying to get some semblance of sleep despite emergency vehicle sirens blaring every 15 minutes when I heard the noise of something hitting the side of the building. I shot up and saw that a giant cockroach had flown into the building and was crawling way too close to our sleeping bags. My friend also woke up, grabbed her shoe, smashed it, and then brushed it out of the way. It ended up being some sort of sick entertainment through the night as we noticed the colony of ants was slowly eating the dead roach. Each time we looked over, 
there was less and less roach carcass remaining. Unfortunately for us, the bugs turned out to be the least of our problems. A woman came by and asked the typical, what are you camping out for questions. In response to our answer being Hansen, she went on to tell us that she's a breast cancer survivor. Apparently, she thought we needed proof because she quickly started unbuttoning her shirt as she was telling us about it. We all looked away as we tried to get her to move along. She then told us we were crazy for sleeping on the streets of New Orleans and that we needed some mace. She probably wasn't wrong, because at some point during the middle of the night we had another visitor. A man started walking up to us, slowly. He was muttering something seemingly to himself. It was hard to make out exactly what he was saying, but I definitely heard the words, I could kill you. In fact, I heard those words multiple times. He kept walking a little ways past us, but was still uncomfortably close. He then turned back around and walked right up to us. I honestly had no idea what was about to happen. He looked at us and asked if we had any cigarettes. My friend replied, No, sorry. The man yelled back, What did you just say? I'm not sure any of us knew how to respond. He quickly followed up with, Take that word out of your mouth. You don't need to be sorry for anything. You're too young to smoke. And then he walked away. Of course, this wouldn't be complete if I didn't add my own tale. Two thousand three, Chicago, the night before the Underneath Acoustic Live DVD taping. Two sisters who I had just gotten to know months before on the tour and had gotten to be fast friends with decided to meet the night before the show to get a place in line. It was only the second time I had ever driven any distance of consequence for a show. The venue was not allowing people to line up until 6 a.m., so we had several hours to kill. As midnight approached, the two sisters and I, along with their friend who had come with them, began walking around downtown Chicago to find somewhere to eat. The first cheap place we found that was still open inside was a McDonald's several blocks over. Not just any McDonald's. This was a rock and roll McDonald's. McDonald's is a place to rock. It is a restaurant where they buy food to eat. It is a good place to listen to the music. People flock here to get down to the rock music. Rock and roll McDonald's Rock and roll McDonald's Rock and roll McDonald's Rock and roll McDonald's We entered the restaurant and immediately saw the result of being the only cheap place still open late. It was packed. Not just with customers, but what appeared to be drug dealers, random transients, and other suspicious characters. Regardless, we stopped in to use the restroom and get some food before heading back for the long overnight hours of sitting around in a parking lot. As I retrieved my food and went to sit down, I heard a loud crash and a thud, immediately followed by an oh my god coming from one of my friends. I turned around. 
the friend of my friends, was convulsing on the ground and her face was going from pale to blue. She had fainted, smashed her head on the counter on the way down, and hit the floor. One of the employees was already over her trying to stabilize her, while someone else called 911. I tried to comfort my friends who were borderline hysterical as we waited for the ambulance. After what seemed like an eternity, she was taken away in the ambulance. One of my friends went with her, while the other stayed with me. I absent-mindedly sat there eating, wondering how that just happened, and suddenly wondering if all my handsome trips were going to be like this. Holly Snyder joins us to ensure that the fear does not stop. What will her story be about? Blood? Death? Being forced to listen to the song Pictures for 24 hours non-stop? The worst thing that has ever happened at a Hanson show, not directly to me, but something that I witnessed, um, happened in Chicago in 2011. Um, so I think if anybody was at the show, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a story of a guy falling out of a balcony. So I just happened to be directly behind this guy before that happened. And so the real story of what happened is a little bit different of what everyone was saying the next day. So what happened was my friend Beth and I were the very front of the balcony, just behind a row of roped off seats. Um, and by some luck, nobody ever showed up to sit in the seats directly in front of us. So we actually had kind of the only good view in that area. Towards the end of the show, this guy with a cane walks up and um, there was this rope separating the front seated section from where we were at. And the girl on the very end had her hand on top of the rope and her foot just kind of blocking an entrance into there, which was fine because nobody was coming in and out. Um, so this guy with the cane comes up, doesn't say a word, lifts his cane and just rams it into her foot as hard as he can, like basically stabs her with his cane. And we're all just kind of standing there with our mouths open going, what, what is going on? Um, so the girl actually got really, you know, upset and left. Um, and so we just kind of watched the rest happen because obviously we weren't going to say anything about this. Um, but he just, he went up into the seated section and sat down. So he sat in the seated section and, you know, for the very last song ended up being in the city. Um, and I thought it was really strange because, you know, he worked so hard to get in that spot, but then he looked like he wasn't even enjoying the show. Like he wasn't smiling, he wasn't singing along, he wasn't clapping. He just looked completely stoic. And I remember thinking how weird that was. Um, so at the very end, uh, he stands up and he lifts his arms over the side of the railing, which is actually not just a bar. It was like a foot and a half wide so that you could put, you know, your food and drink if you ordered something. So it wasn't just a spot where you could lean and fall. You, it took some real work to get over it. So he lifted his arms and he put his head over it kind of in like a Superman pose. And then he lifted his right leg over and then struggled to get his other leg over. Um, and then he just let go and he went headfirst out of the balcony. Definitely the craziest thing I have ever seen in my life. And I just remember watching his feet go over last. And at the same time, I got tackled by a security guard. I got elbowed in the head. My glasses came off. Um, it was just a super crazy moment. Um, and in the end, he ended up being okay. But just in the moment of watching that happen, I had no doubt that I, I had just 
watch someone fall out and die because I knew that there's concrete on the floor below and you can't just go head first out of the balcony and be okay. So thank God he was actually all right, but I never ever want to experience anything that crazy at a show again. In today's story, Nick and his friends had a problem. They were planning on staying outside all night, so they went to Rock and Roll McDonald's. They didn't have any other options because it was late and they refused to drive. And one of their friends almost died because of it. If you ever get hungry at night, don't ever go to Rock and Roll McDonald's. It can lead to dangerous situations. If you ever get stuck at a Rock and Roll McDonald's after midnight, say no and run away. Then tell your parents or another adult you trust. Until next time, it may be over for you and me. Until later. Bye now.